Well, after that diversion into yeah. uh, dialectics and yeah. uh, you know footballing classism, uh, <laughs> let's talk about Manchester United uh, old money bags. Uh, so much money they don't know what to do with. They've decided to put it behind Ajax manager Eric Ten Hag who will take up the role next season after he finishes his campaign with Ajax and tries to win that league title. What do you make of this appointment, Oscar? Do you think it is the right one to get Manchester United, as Rio Ferdinand would say, back? I'm really not sure how much of getting Manchester United back is about the manager, which I know sounds like a silly thing to say, but it's just... If you have a squad that is so incoherent and you have an approach to managing a football club that is so illogical and nonsensical and counterproductive, I, I you know, there's a, there, then there's a really clear ceiling that Eric Ten Hag has, no matter how good of a manager he is, and he could well be a brilliant manager. Well, I, well, sorry, he's proven himself to be a brilliant manager, whether that translates into the Premier League. Mm. It, it could well, but... What's the best, you know, that that's not going to help the team compete with Liverpool and Manchester City. So it's how, how far can that take a United team? I think I think it is the right appointment. And I, I think they've gone against name recognition because they could have hired Mauricio Pochettino. He wanted yeah. the job. PSG were pretty relaxed about letting him go after they went out of the Champions League like that against Real Madrid. They could have gone for the name recognition brand and and gone with a guy who likes to play a more combative style of football, but they've gone with a guy who they think can try and, over the course of a couple of years, elevate them to the level at which Manchester City and Liverpool are playing. But I think that's the key is that over a couple of years, this this isn't going to turn Manchester United back into title challenges. I I think the fans and the club have got used to the fact that they're no longer... The big boys anymore, and they it's can't the quick fix doesn't exist. Whether they have the right staff uh, in terms of like a recruitment strategy, football strategy level to actually pull that off, um, the right director of football, because the, the guy who's in charge at the moment, John Murto, what do we know about him and his football philosophy and and what's guiding these decisions? I don't know, not a, not a great deal. Um, but in Eric Ten Hag. I hope, what I hope is that they've signed up for more of a long-term project mm. with a guy who has a clearly defined style of play that he wants to implement that is in line with modern football principles. They haven't signed a past their prime super coach on name recognition like Mourinho or Van Gaal who you know were relevant top-level managers once upon a time but were on the tail end of their careers when they got to Manchester United. Ten Hag, they're signing him in his pomp, in, yep. at his peak, and he's proven that he can do a lot with far fewer resources at Ajax and play an attractive, exciting brand of high-pressing, high-octane possession football, which is where the top teams... That's that's the style the top teams play, a variation upon that. And I'm excited by it, to be honest. And I'm also uh, looking at a certain Everton loanee who might be uh, pretty happy with that appointment as well. It might be a reprieve for Donny van der Beek. Yeah, don't know why I had to bring it back to Everton, but I, I take your point nonetheless. What? It's just because I'm staring at the jersey. Yeah, no, it's fair enough. Um, I, I think what I meant to say when I said how much does the manager matter for Manchester United is that the manager doesn't matter if they continue to just, you know, 
get rid of him if he doesn't get immediate success, which I know mm. is an unfair criticism to level at Manchester United because they stuck with Solskjaer for quite a, a while. They gave Solskjaer so many chances, yeah. so many second chances when the guy clearly didn't have a cohesive style or plan he wanted to implement. A hundred percent. And I think that the Ten, the Ten Hag appointment, you can view in a similar way to the Ragnik appointment in the way of just in the way of not going out for the biggest name, but rather going out for a, at least, this is still based on appearances or what we assume, mm. uh, a more long-term project, sustainable, philo- philosophical overhaul at Manchester United. I'm, I'm almost certain that Ranić is not going to take up any long-term role at the club. It's gone so badly Mm-mm. and so stale so quickly that I think he's out the door as the season ends, I don't think there wasn't much suggestion that he'd had in all of reporting around this appointment and the athletic articles and so forth. He didn't seem to have anything to do with the coaching appointment. They were talking about Fletcher and Murto and, you know, all these um, front office guys, and they didn't even mention Ranić. Mm. Ranić is this substitute teacher that they've got that none of the players respect because he's not going to be around for long. And we haven't seen much evidence of his, you know, style of football translating to this group or him communicating that effectively to the team. He's got no authority whatsoever. And I think he's going to be the answer to a trivia question in 10 years' time. We won't even remember that he was there. I, I really I really think he's out the door. I don't see how, you know, and he was much more vaunted at the time that he had this, like, advisory role that he was mm. moving into that was a director of football in an orbit in name. He doesn't seem very interested in sticking around. He seems to be totally checked out. He's on he's on the beach with the rest of the players. I think that irrespective of whether Ranić stays and moves on to an advisory role, it shows a change a change in tack from Manchester United, a yep. change in what we want to do as a football club and who we want to be. It's hard to take that too seriously on such a small amount of evidence and over such a short period of time that if Manchester United continue to take this approach and view it in a more long-term, modern, developed way, then I think that that's the, 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 that's the way, way to achieve long-term success. But, of course, it's so hard to measure that because mm. it's a long-term project and we don't know what it's going to look like in five years. In a way that, you know, I think Jurgen Klopp had more credit in the bank, for example, at Liverpool. We knew what Jurgen Klopp could do in a more major or a more competitive European league than what we've seen from Eric Ten Hag. So I don't know if that will affect the patience of the Manchester United supporters and Manchester United as a football club. But in theory, I think it's an improved approach for Manchester United. I think so too. Um, The one question I have is about Ten Hag translating to a much more high-pressure environment. Like, Yes, Ajax is a big club, but everything there was setting him up for success. He had like full faith. The whole structure at Ajax is built around facilitating the kind of football that he wants to play and the youth academy structure is already all there. So, you know, he had every chance to succeed at Ajax. And going into a much bigger spotlight where people aren't just watching you for Champions League games, the world is watching every week, he could do funny things to a coach. It's sort of like the US presidency. You know, you saw Barack Obama after one term and he looked about 15 years <laughs> older. Uh, it does funny things to people. We've seen uh, many a, a good coach, good in inverted commas, big name, uh, experienced coach come come into that job since Sir Alex Ferguson retired and wilt. So 
who knows what it's going to do on you know pressure and emotional level. We just don't know until he's in there. But based on CV, based on style of play, based on um, a manager who can transform this team over a longer period of time and create maybe a more sustainable flat platform for success rather than the Solskjaer style new manager bounce that yeah. they got against, you know, lucking out against PSG or whatever. Um, that, that gives me a little bit of hope to cling to as a, as a United fan. But of course, it'll be really interesting to observe how they go about squad management and player sales and rotation. I mean, the biggest news story of the week was, of course, that Paul Pogba has left the Manchester United WhatsApp chat. Um, it's like... He's you, gone. You talk about big breaking news stories, but Paul, Pogba, Paul, 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 Pogba, Paul Pogba's decision to remove himself from, from that primal mode of communication, I think, is... It's, it's, it's huge. Is he, is he still in the, the, the Snapchat group? Yeah. You know? <laughs> Do you have groups on Snapchat? I think you can. I don't know. I don't really use it. We, we shouldn't have done that. That was, no. a, that was a bad I move. branched further outside <laughs> my technology. Is he still, uh, I guess they don't use Facebook. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Pogs is gone. Like, yep. you know, the, apparently the offer was on the table for a massive improved contract for him. But I just think if he stays, he has no ambition as a footballer. Like, and if you know how to re-sign him, they have no sense as a club. It's just better for everybody to to just part ways mutually, he leaves on a free and he signs in Paris or wherever. You know, wherever will accommodate his, um, well, wherever can rehabilitate him from all the injuries that he's been getting, but also wherever he feels motivated as a footballer and comfortable and will accommodate, I guess, the shortcomings in his game. And, you know, that might be Paris. Certainly accommodate his wages in Paris. I, I think that's the most logical move for him, but we'll... We'll see where he actually ends up. I just don't think I don't think we're going to see him in a Manchester United shirt again. Do you think Ten Hag needs to get rid of players? Like, is the main thing getting clear rid out? Of, clear out, or or is it more about making more of the players that are already? If there? they don't, if they don't buy in, if my biggest concern is Bruno Fernandez, to be honest, because yep. he's such a star, mm. um, and he had such a good spell under Solskjaer. Um, you know, when he first came into the club, he's absolutely unplayable, but. Since the teams have worked him out a little bit, and the worse the team does, the more petulant and frustrating uh, he is to watch when he's just giving out to his teammates. And at the start, you know, this is Bruno Fernandez laying down the law to his teammates. Look at the leadership, but now it just seems to great. Like he's, the bloke's just complaining when he doesn't do any defensive work. Yeah, and I don't think that's going to fly under Ten Hag if he's going to play in that midfield three. You can't be carried by your teammates. There's a reason why United have stuck to this double pivot of McTominay and Fred, and that's to accommodate Bruno Fernandes yep. not tracking back at all. And, and um, Ranić has tried to accommodate him by moving him into one of the, I won't say out wide because he doesn't really play wide players, Ranić, into one of the uh, two wide attacking midfield sure. inside forward slots, whatever, um, or even as a, one of the two strikers. Uh, to try and basically accommodate his preferences. I think that's the wrong move with Fernandez. I think you have to retrain him as a guy who isn't given special privileges. And I think that's the problem with Manchester United at the moment is that there are too many players who are given special privileges. And that starts with Ronaldo and Bruno Fernandez. And 
if those guys aren't going to buy into the new manager style of play, then they have to be shipped out. And if you can't sell them, got to leave them out of the squad until they leave and just give them the Mesut Ozil treatment. I think just you touching on the midfield, I think the midfield is the most interesting thing to see mm. what Manchester United do going Oh, forward. that's going to be totally reshaped. I mean, I can't see Ten Hag working with a player like Fred no. or McTominay maybe, but I don't, I don't think, think I don't so. even think McTominay's got a spot. Maybe he's a centre-back, like he plays yep. for Scotland. Yeah, That's the only way I can see him fitting into Ten Hag's, I guess, philosophy. Van der Beek will almost certainly come back into the first-team picture and hopefully regain some confidence playing under his former coach. But I think that will be the area where they try and make signings. Yeah. And who they bring in will be really, really, really interesting. Because there are some just – it feels easy to forget, but there are some really good players at Manchester United. I, I, you know, the game against Arsenal, you saw – that's probably not the best example, but we saw – I mean, Anthony Alanga and Jane Sancho are both brilliant. They both absolutely can do – Really good things for a lot for for a for an extended period of time for Manchester United. So I feel like maximising those two players, for example, that there's so much room for growth in this Manchester United side. Aaron Wambasaka, what's happened to Aaron Wambasaka? Because when he came to Manchester United, he came as one of the mm. most exciting fullbacks in the league at Crystal Palace. And I, there's I, been no player development in Manchester United not, for years. Players and, have stagnated there. But that's what's exciting about Ten Hag is the potential for that to change and to see some of these really good young players actually develop and see what he can do when... And really, I'm just trying to make a whole point about how this all revolves around the midfield because the midfield is just the most important part of the pitch and it affects how the whole rest of the team functions. And if Manchester United can find a way, a midfield structure that maximises those other players... That will be fun to watch and that will be exciting for Manchester United if they can unlock those things, I think. I've long held that Aaron Wan-Bissaka's future in the game is as a right-sided centre-back in a back three, a la Cesar Azpilicueta's reinvention at, at Chelsea in, in recent seasons. Because I just don't think he has yep. the technical ability or the ability to just dribble with the ball at speed. He's just not good enough. Sure. So, and he's not good enough with his crossing and his end product. So I don't see him fitting into Ten Hag's system because he likes to get his fullbacks forward. Yep. I could be proven wrong. Maybe he just needs some better coaching and he'll he'll improve in that regard when Bissaka is still young. But he seems to have lost motivation and stalled as a player. And that just shows, I guess, United's profligacy with, with these guys. Like you look at Liverpool signing of Andy Robinson, for example, a much less heralded player from... Hull City, and now he's now the best left back in the league, and maybe the best left back in in the world. Mm. He's up there anyway. Um, and then versus a fifty million pound splurge on um, a much more uh, you know people were much more excited about Wan Bissaka. You know, he much more arrived to much more fanfare, let's say, from Crystal Palace, and he's the same player or worse as when he got there. Yeah, and yeah, that's. I mean, we we're talking about clubs spending poorly and making poor signing decisions. I think it's also what you do with the talent when they're at the club. And that's an area in which United has failed miserably. And I think that's also, you know, back to Everton, that's an area where Everton have failed as well. Those players have stagnated. Marcus Rashford, that's another name, just of, of a player who, mm. uh, you know, and I hear your point, maybe wan or even Rashford don't fit in the Ten Hag way, but, that, but there will be a chance to reassess those players and see if they can... Sure. evolve, become something new, add something extra to their game so that they can fit into that. Well, I, I mean, 
the athletic notorious for uh, for puff pieces when new managers come in. But I did have a read of all that that coverage, and apparently Ten Hag had some very considered thoughts on how to turn Manchester United around, which players he would keep, which players he was thinking of shipping out, where they needed to make signings. You know, he had it all in his head already. So he's clearly coming in with some sort of plan. And that's, I think, what swung it, the appointment in his favour, according to the reporting anyway, was that he had this this plan in mind, whereas Pochettino was much more of a, you know, you know who I am, you know, yep. just appoint me and then I'll get to work kind of kind of guy. Yep. Whereas Ten Hag had, uh, came in to that, those conversations with a lot more of a concrete idea in mind. And that takes the pressure off, I guess, the higher-ups in Manchester United who are copying so much flack of late that if this manager does have a clear vision and yeah. they're willing to give him the chance to realise it. So, Yeah, it's interesting times. Interesting times. Um, and it's the first time since Ferguson departed that I've actually been excited about a manager that United have appointed. Like, first time. Um, you know, I wasn't excited about Solskjaer, that's for sure. Um, uh, just on, you know, club legend NRI mm. status and his only experience was at Cardiff and Mulder. Um, Mourinho was kind of funny to compete with Guardiola by signing Mourinho and, and just turning heel, but mm. I knew that wasn't <laughs> going to last. Um, and Van Hal, I mean, just it's a joke. Like the, the way he was allowed to... Uh, or, Affiliated agents were allowed to run the joint and just exploit the largesse of the club was a, was a complete joke. So, I'm I'm excited for the first time. I have got some hope in my heart.